Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I am joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Today, we are here to talk about the botanist job through level 50. Yep, baby's first hatchet. Botanist is one of the three gathering classes in Final Fantasy XIV, known as Disciples of the Land. Botanist, of course, collects plants and chops trees and chops tree frogs. <clears throat> it's a it's very true. diverse yeah. class. Yeah, I think you can chop vipers as well. Yes. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. Like all the crafting and gathering classes, the botanist has a main and offhand tool. The main tool is the axe, and then the offhand is the scythe. So you use the axe on trees, and you use the scythe on shrubs and bushes and large tufts. The scythe is used to gather stuff like sprigs, herbs, and potatoes. (laughs) Not the law of those, no! Gathering overall involves going to an area that has the resource that you want, then you go to work on some resource nodes. You have a gathering log that will show you the location of all materials, so you're not trying to rely on either guesswork or a wiki to tell you where to go. Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'll be a fun one, though, when you get there. I mean, yeah, so there's like a whole skill set for, for harvesting, uh, for gathering. And you run out into the wilds and you hit your triangulate button and that will make marks pop up on your map. They're going to be little wheat stalks looking things or feathers. One of those. I think it's wheat stalks. Okay, that makes sense. Well, you can also harvest feathers. But yeah, so it'll show you where trees are and where lush, lush vegetation marks are. So when you run to a node and you activate it, you're presented with like a menu of sorts of the various mats that you can get from this node there are percentages shown like two two different two different percentages for each mat that will indicate one the likelihood of or the success rate of you collecting that material just period um, according to your gathering level and, and such like that and then the second percentage will um, uh, communicate the success rate of proccing gatherer's boon which, if procced, will give you a bonus uh, bonus quantity of that particular map. Right. So, ideally, you want to, like, max both of them shits out for, like, a minimum of two pieces per. Well, if you are properly geared, then you will have a 100% success rate. Correct. It's only when you're leveling and um, undergeared will you have a chance to actually fail a harvest. Yes. But there are skills that make up for that. There are a few skills that increase your chance of gathering, which you will probably end up using only when leveling and never again once you are capped. So I just take them and put them on the very corner of my hotbar just to remind me they exist. Yep. And the other skills you get will give you a higher chance of getting gatherer's boon. So a higher chance to proc that bonus item. And then there are there are skills also that can give you additional gathering attempts. Normally nodes have four attempts in them unless they're special. But you can activate a skill that will refresh one gather from a given node. 
Mm-hmm. And also, you can get elemental crystals from these notes, too. Shards, crystals, and clusters. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than the old system where you could... They, they were still doing um, high-quality gathering. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the second percentage was the success rate of one of the items that you gather being high quality or not. And that was just huge inventory bloat. It still is to this day. I still have sh- like high quality shit on my retainers. And I'm like, oh, I had to remember to unretainer it, lower the quality, re-retainer it so I can sell it. Because it's if it's high quality, it's, it's obsolete and I can't do anything with it. Anyway, back to the present day though. <laughs> For most normal gathering nodes, there will be four of them in the area that this resource appears in. And as you deplete one, other ones will spawn. You can go in a circle gathering stuff infinitely. Mm-hmm. And that's the case for most things in the game. It's only the rare nodes that have a finite quantity in a given time period. Right. That all discounts the collectible system, which will not be unlocked until much later. And on a final note, uh, the gathering classes have the stealth ability which hides you from enemies that are five levels above you and below. So you are not going to have to deal with being attacked by stuff and you would die if it were not for the stealth. Yeah, I've done that before where I've gone into an area that was above my pay grade and I forgot. I forgot that there was like a limit. I just figured I was stealthy all the time and I got got annihilated. (laughs) Fair. What's obnoxious, though, is that there's a time period when you're leveling up that you don't have the auto on stealth. Mm-hmm. So you have to click it on every time you leave a city. Yep. Which Definitely is forgot obnoxious. to do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like this should be automatic, but yeah, I don't know. It's like level 30. You get it. So it's not a big deal. It does not last for very long. It's still it's just annoying until you get that auto stealth ability. Yes. Especially, you know, since we've leveled all of this shit up and we're going back and doing it again on a new character, I totally forget to turn that thing on because I just assume it's on automatically. Yep. Fair. So the botanist's guild is found in the obvious area, Plant Central, Gridania. The guild is in a remote corner of the city with their own little plots inside the city boundaries that they maintain. We head on over to the receptionist to be inducted. While they are sure that we're eager to dive headlong into the nearest shrubbery, first we get a history lesson. Because it's Gridania, you have to mother may I the elementals before you pick a single herb off the ground. So the botanist's guild was founded to make sure that a hearer was available at all times to interpret the will of the elementals. Back in the day, it seems like you'd have to ask permission for every single expedition. Say, I want to gather 15 sprigs of thyme. Mm-hmm. Please, elementals, may I do this without being annihilated. Sure. And my family. Right. And my, and my entire community yes. or village. yeah. But eventually the hearers drew up a policy with the elemental's guidance. So every botanist doesn't have to file a flight plan before going out. There are now <laughs> sustainable harvesting practices that get enforced. And as long as the botanists operate within these confines, they don't need to ask permission every single time. Hallelujah. To that effect, beyond just harvesting, the guild also manages the sustainable 
features as well. So the replanting and the replacements and so on for the goods that are depleted and also reforestation for areas that are destroyed by other means, such as war and the calamity. Indeed. So now that we're educated, all we need to do is to respect nature and have the will to learn. Done. So it's time to meet our guildmaster, Fufuka. Yeah, or Fufu, or Cha-Cha. Not Kaka, though. Thanks, Jen. Uh-huh. As you can tell by the name, Fufuka is a Lalafell. Mm-hmm. A rare Gredanian Lalafell, in fact. When she was young, her family fled from Amalja raids in Thanalan, and they took shelter in Gredania. It's speculated that she pursued botany as a way of repaying the forest for taking in her family. So Fufuka warns us that nature is an unsentimental creature, taking life as easily as giving it. With this uncomfortable truth in mind, do you still wish to walk the path of the botanist? Absolutely. All right, we're in. Yeah. Fufuka, of course, is a little Lalafell. She hangs out by the plots in the Botany Guild area. She's wearing her straw hat all the time. The picture of a botanist. Love her outfit. Little flower hat and all that. And I love her hair, the little braids. and Yeah. Well, the first thing that she asks us to do is to get uh, 10 pots of latex. And this is an easy one. We can just go right outside the Yellow Serpent Gate, find a tree hack away and uh, get some latex at this point there's no like underlying story about the importance of you know whatever no like all of the disciples of the hand and land there's 30-ish levels of tutorial and mood mainly and then you get to the story at that point yeah so that's where we are right now we go get the latex we turn it in it's like okay all right well um keep getting your hands dirty and we'll see you in four levels well we probably leveled up to five on that first outing typically yes yeah so just bam so next up we are going to go to tree speak and harvest 10 pots of maple sap and then give them to sicily sicily is a woodsy looking here she wants the sap to make syrup obviously <clears throat> And it's specifically going to be candy for all the Calamity orphans. Calamity candy. Calamity candy. Uh, But yeah, she's going to take that sap, turn it into syrup, and the syrup is going to get turned into sugar and treats and sweets and such for the kiddos. This guild feels a lot more lived in than the crafting guilds because we are interacting with a lot more people. Normally, there is one guild person we interact with, maybe two. But here, though, we get a whole cast of characters who both operate within the city and also operate within different areas on the outside. Yeah, it's quite a network. We should assume that all the other guilds have a similar setup with more contacts, but this quest actually puts us into into contact with the ranks. Right, yeah. So they they certainly do exist just from a logistical standpoint. They have to... But yeah, with Botany, we're, we're actually speaking to them and they have their own jobs within the guild and that's uh, implies a little bit more depth. So next up, we are going to grab 10 crow feathers from Central Shroud. It is dark times indeed that the twin adders need so many of these feathers. Mm-hmm. And here are our first rumblings of the botanist story. Right. Just a, a little bit of something kind of bubbling in, in Fufuka about... You know, wow, you know, we didn't normally have to supply this many crow feathers to the order, but these orders, (laughs) the orders are coming in so 
so much more frequently now. And that's, I think it's a little concerning. But um, anyway, yeah, Cicely is happy to accept your feathers. Cicely also rambles on about the violence in the Twelve's Wood with the Twin Adders and the Ixal and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we get our first scythe. Baby's first scythe! Which is funny because there is actually a board game called like Baby's First Scythe, I'm pretty sure. It's like a... Um, I wanted to see dumbed down, but that's not what I meant. But it's like a, a child-friendly version of the game Scythe with like cute artwork and stuff. A thing that the world needed is a child's version of Scythe. Apparently, like mom and dad uh, were playing their version of Scythe and they're like, man, I want my kids to get in on this hype, but they're only (laughs) eight years old. So there you go. So next up, we are entrusted with a sensitive guild matter. A merchant, Albgast, is upset about something and we're going to go and do some customer management. There's always this... I don't think it happens in every single gatherer or crafter quest, but in most of them, there's an there's a, a quest where we have to go talk to a customer and talk them down and try to keep their business or, or right a wrong done by another guild member. And, and this one, this guild person fucked up. Albgast, he has a stall in the um, the Ebony stalls in Gridania. Yeah. Um, and he is a uh, apothecarian. Yes. And then apothecary? Yes. Okay. So he he asked for a bunch of marjoram because that goes in a whole bunch of, you know, tinctures and salves and whatever the fuck, um, magical drafts. And the previous delivery, he was like, you know, the guy who delivered this stuff before didn't so much pick the marjoram as blend it. And I just got this wilted, mushy mass of marjoram that is completely fucking unusable. And I got customers... I got my own customers knocking at my door going, where's my stuff? Um, so this is this is desperate indeed. Uh, so no problem, bro. We go out. We get the marjoram. They are perfect, beautiful, crisp, turgid specimens of marjoram. And he is very impressed. And uh, he can go back to filling customer orders. Huzzah! We report to Fufuka, who then badmouths the other botanist. They were in a hurry to make that money. And so they have brought shame to the whole guild, and their name shall be stricken from the guild roster. Yeah, fired. Those who think only of their own benefit are unfit to be botanists. Yeah. We are here to nurture the balance between nature and humanity. Next up, we get a bit of a legacy quest. Fufuka tells us how materia can enhance gear, obviously. Back in the day... Catalysts would be needed for the melding process, but modern techniques don't need additional reagents to meld materia. In keeping with the tradition, though, we're going to go and gather some grade one carbonized matter like the old botanists would. And the translation for this is that the game patched out the need for carbonized matter to meld gear, but they did not change the gathering quests. Besides updating the dialogue a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's an odd choice. They could have just made it be something else. There are plenty of other ingredients in this tier we could go gather besides this stuff, but they kept in the carbonized matter all the same. There's always the quest for the materia, and I guess this just gives a little bit more like background information, like the history of materia, and this used to be a a huge element of business for the botanist guild, and they don't have that anymore. But so yeah, I think it's 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 valuable to. Um, I just explore that history and, you know, this is a thing we used to be able to do. 
this quest used to make you gather 99 of these things, and I don't know when they <laughs> changed it. Y- you must recall this, right, Jen? Holy shit, yes. Oh, wow. That's a deep cut. You, that, I mean, how's that you, a deep cut? No, well, I haven't thought about it. It's It's been a long time. And, of course, lots happened in the game since then, to be fair. Sure. Um, And, you know, in life in general. But, um, fuck, yeah. I remember just, like, having to, like, go from node to node to node to node to node for just ad nauseum. It was ridiculous. I agree it was. It was overkill on the quantity, but I don't know when they changed it because it was fairly recently, I'm pretty sure, that they swapped out the quantity from 99 to 20 now. Yeah, I. it's, again, because Botanist was one of the first gatherers that I did, so this was over a year ago, which doesn't seem like that long, but um, it, relatively speaking, it was a while ago in my in my mind. Anyway, we get the 20 carbonized matter, grade one, and we give it to Sandre at the guild. And he gives us more materia lecturing, and then we're done. That's it. Also, Sandre is basically a Highlander thank grid. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it doesn't show his face very clearly at first. So it was like... I was like, hello? Is this his like, half-brother? Do I know you? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around and... Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> So at this point, I had to start doing leave quests to level. I had not done this before when I was leveling Gathering because my approach when I was a new character and I was very poor was I would grind out the materials I needed for crafting. So I would go crazy on like iron ore mm-hmm. or whatever I needed for the crafting turn-ins as well. Yeah. But this time though, with me being moneyed and all that, I was just like, okay, so quest quota done. Moneyed. Yeah. You are very moneyed. It's stupid. You're stupid. Thank you. (laughs) So I had never done a gathering leave beforehand, and I was surprised to learn, maybe this is old news for everyone else, I don't know, but it's not like crafting when you just make a thing and turn it in. There is a whole story and- Yeah, it's it's a- It's like a battle instance, like a battle leave. Yes, exactly. So you have to initiate the whole scenario- uh, the music ramps up, and then very special nodes are marked on the map, and you will go from you know one to the other. And once they're once they're fully depleted, then the quest is done, and you go turn it in. Right. There are a few different versions because I did maybe five of these things overall during my leveling process here. The first one I did though was at Buscaron's Druthers, hey. and he was getting mad because the loggers that came to his tavern would keep getting rowdy and getting into fights. So he's like, all right, guys, no more fisticuffs. Instead, you're going to have a chop off. And whoever chops the most wood is the manliest logger of all of you. (laughs) So we're going to go and see how tough we are by running around the druthers and chopping firewood. And it's interesting because this is when the whole gathering percentage comes into play. Because in this thing, there is both a quota to fulfill in terms of nodes to harvest and also a quota to collect. Yeah. And the percentage is pretty aggressive, too. So you've got to use your skills to bump your percentage to make sure you don't fall short on the delivery quota. Correct. So once the nodes are gone, that's it. And you haven't if you haven't collected enough to meet that quota, then you fail the duty. Yep. So or maybe not fail, but you at least your rewards are severely diminished. I don't I don't know which one. You fail. It's just straight up fail. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, so it's good practice, I guess, to make sure you're utilizing your skills and, and maximizing that shit. It's good practice, especially for when you start collectibles. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, though, just uh, I found that interesting. 
yeah, it's nice to have a little story. It, it, and honestly, every single time I do this, um, either the, the trade craft leaves or the um, the gathering leaves, the the level. <laughs> I don't know how what what's how many people are dedicated to simply creating the backstories for like a fucking leave quest. You know, and it's and it's like two, three paragraphs long sometimes, and it's it's really. I mean, they've put a lot of effort into making sure that you feel that you have a vested interest in providing this item for a merchant or sure, you know, whatever. It's I truly appreciate it, though. I no longer read them uh, because I did that, but it does it. I it. It makes you feel like you're not just doing some sort of fetchy bullshit, for yeah. me at least. Back in the, the job quest, next up, Fufuka has a little jokey joke for us. And Uldan wants 2,000 sprigs of chamomile, and so get to it. Yep. Oh, wait, just kidding. LOL, <laughs> that's so many. The whole guild is working on this, so we're going to do 15 ourselves, and that'll be our part. This soothing and aromatic herb is in the western portion of Oakwood, which we can either travel to, Jen, from Aleport, or we can or teleport to the upper Lanosia Aetherite yeah. and take the ferry across the lake. I recently learned that, and that is very helpful. So we gather the chamomile and return to Sandre, who is grumbling about having to ship all these sprigs. <clears throat> and not only having to ship all of them, but... They're also going to Ulda, and they're going to the, um, <laughs> essentially like the landed gentry. Um, and they're drinking it not because it's a comforting balm for the soul in these trying times, but because they wish to impress their neighbors. Um, I mean, classic. Classic Ulda. Um, so no doubt this tea is served on golden saucers. And we, we're kind of like, we give them like a look, like, wow, dude, like, prejudiced much and he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad gradanian habit he says so you know self-awareness goes a long way we appreciate that sandre but yeah he has opinions good yeah next up crisis vermin have gotten into the stock of alligator pears the day before it was due for harvest (laughs) and the carline canopy has just put in a giant order but the fruit also goes in the wild we can see where this is going. You said goes instead of grows. Oh. Grows in the wild. Thank you. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we have to stop by Bent Branch Meadows in Central Shroud to talk to a guy named Soleyu before we can actually go gathering. He just tells us where to find these things, which we can find in the gathering log, but we got a detour to make sure this guy can mansplain Correct. where to find them. Yes. Maybe he knows where all the good ones are. Yeah. Nope. Got it right here in this book. Well, sorry, Solyu, you're fired. You've been made redundant. We head to South Shroud by Quarry Mill and grab the pears. So we return with the goods and the guild is spared from Mother Miyun's wrath. She is a reasonable woman, Fufuka says. Um, She would understand the shortage. However, she's been embarking on this like marketing thing for the past few weeks and she has been aggressively promoting this very special salad to adventurers far and wide so they you know come to the carlin canopy order this special salad spend money etc so she doesn't have to eat crow anymore because we're going to give her these pears crisis averted we can chop some crows too if she likes sure yeah and there is a moral here (laughs) 
We cannot take nature's bounty for granted. She giveth, and she taketh away. We were warned. (laughs) Remember when I said, nature is neither good nor bad. It just is. Next up, Fufuka violates workplace ethics. (laughs) By asking us to do a personal favor. One of her friends is holding a feast for a god's quiver contingent, but she's short laurel leaves. And so we go off to gather 20. Mm-hmm. This is a, a hugely drawn out quest wrap up. <laughs> like we get three rounds of pats on the back and lectures about laurel leaves. Right. We go and grab them from Vanilan, just north of Little Alamigo. We show them to Fufuka, who says her friend will be pleased as peas by these leaves. <clears throat> and then we get some trivia. Laurel has a pleasant aroma to accent savory dishes. But also, it stimulates the appetite. Oh, how very interesting. Then we hoof it to Yanni, who is waiting by a cabbage patch. This is Fufuka's childhood friend. She's an Elizin who is a culinarian. Mm-hmm. Even though she's a like a guild member, she's a the guild cook. Right, yeah. Yanni is also impressed. These will be the crispest, most aromatic laurel leaves on her spice rack. Fuck yeah. Gordania's finest require sustenance. And the Ixel are ever more aggressive. So we've done our part. Back to Fufuka again. And here we get more of a thicker war is bad plot line. Right. Like we're now we're just kind of feeding them more machine, like literally. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, thanks for getting the laurel. Yep. This feeling has not subsided when we return to Fufuka later. She's still stressed out about the role botanists have in the war effort. Yep. So she's been kind of ruminating on that ever since the last quest. And, you know, she would obviously much rather be an agent of peace. But uh, another order has come in from Yanni for a bunch of zucchini. And um, uh, the botanist guild plots are not going to be adequate to fill this order once again. So we need to go and find them in the wild. And boy, do we find some sweet succulent zucchinis out in that wild. These come from Raincatcher Gully in Lanosia, mm-hmm. which is a rainforest, as the name implies, and they are resplendent. <laughs> they grow bigger in the Lanosian climate, but time is of the essence as the climate is also prone to making them rot. Yes, they're very sensitive to humidity. So timing is very important when you pick them because they will ripen and become rotten almost immediately. So once again we're really good at our jobs. So she knows that Yanni is, she's preparing another feast for the twin adder soldiers. Um, And this, like this just troubles her. She should be proud to serve her nation and, you know, kind of whatever capacity she can, but it still just weighs heavily on her heart. And of course, uh, Yanni is like, man, these zucchinis are so amazing. I'm going to be using them to make ratatouille, which is a recipe that's near and dear to my heart. Because uh, growing up, Fufuka's mother taught this recipe to me. And so I'm I'm really glad to you know provide this really nostalgic and comforting meal. You know what? I'll be right back. And she goes and whips up a dish of this classic ratatouille um, for Fufuka. Like, she's like... She's been kind of distracted and down lately. Maybe this will lift her spirits a bit. And um, when we give it to her, she's like, oh, my God. Ah, this reminds me of my childhood. Oh, such simple times. 
But then I think of the current times and how different they are from my show. Like it, like it, it, it lifts her spirits for a, a hot second, and then she's right back to just the, the contrast and the compare. She also thinks of these soldiers who are going to be warming their bellies with this food before going out to fight again. Right. Also, Jen, you're missing the Yanni trivia here. That the ratatouille is the dish that inspired her to become a culinarian. Just like that one movie. <laughs> it inspired a young child to become the world's nastiest food critic um but then changed Spoilers, his Jen. heart later on when we return fufuka feels a kinship with us as one that wishes peace for the forest she might be forgetting our day job where we <laughs> do plenty of violence we are a professional murderer but we're no we're just making up for it by being a delightful steward of nature. There we go. Yeah. But anyway, the twin adder has commissioned mistletoe in staggering quantities. Fufuka wants us to ask the adders what it's going to be used for. I mean, her, I, her fear is like, I know this goes into like salves and medicine for use in the field. But if you could just confirm what it is that they want us what this for. What do you think... Yeah, I know. I know. She's just like, I. it's not like I'm going to tell them no. I'm not going to give them mistletoe. I would just like, I just want to know. And we go and speak to um, Gavin, uh, one of the order. And he confirms. He's like, well, well, yeah, we're using it for for medicine. And I appreciate Fufuka's position. Um, Like, we're we're all of the same mind. We would rather not be in the middle of this. You know, we're... (laughs) If we could stop this right now, I would. Unfortunately, the Ixal continue to attack our people, and we have to do what we can to protect them and protect just the Twelve's Wood in general. And you know, so we need what we need, and I, yeah, that's all. That's all I got for. Her. And we're like, okay. And we we go back to Fufuka with this news, and she's like, yeah, I you know I figured, of course, and I respect our men and women in uniform, but I just cannot handle seeing the forest suffer through all of this um by contributing to the war effort we contribute to the suffering and we're profiting off of it like literally we're no better than the parasitic mistletoe itself um we are just sucking the life out of these trees um that shelter us for our own personal gain oh like she is spiraling man well jen i know that you bought your way through the quest but wow. some of us wow. okay. had to go out to Kurthus. I, I guess no secrets. And Just we had to go and the bus. chop this staggering quantity of mistletoe. We have to bring back a whole 20 sprigs, <clears throat> buckling under the weight of this bounty. So, you know, two nodes, you know, using all of your skills to maximize the... the... Well, with my leveling gear, I could only afford to um, do the plus one quantity. Uh. So that would be, depending on the, the luck with the, the Gatherer's Boon, sure. between three and four nodes. Yep. Sorry. I I did the work <laughs> a many year ago. moons ago. <laughs> okay? It's, I'm just I'm buying it this time. I'm just going to feed that war machine with my money. <laughs> so when we return, Fufuka has reached a difficult decision. She wants to retire from the guild. Fuck. Yeah. It's not... 
it's not a surprise considering the, um, you know, mental struggle she's had lately in, in reconciling her position and what the botanist guild is is doing. Um, but it is still just like, what the fuck? Like, this is your life. This is your calling. And it just seems she's kind of lost the plot a bit. But understood. You got to do what you got to do. Her her woes regarding the war have just spiraled into despair. She refuses to be a party to botany becoming a cog in the machine. We go to speak to Yanni and... It's well, Yanni or Yanni? Fufuka says, Yanni. we can work with Yanni directly. We can... We're matured now. We can do the jobs ourselves. We go and see Yanni, and she is, of course, heartbroken that Fufuka is leaving the guild. And she hatches a scheme to re-inspire Fufuka to go back to her roots and what motivated her in the first place. Right. And, you know, she's like, I, sure, she's distracted right now with the stuff that's going on right now. But she is not at all remembering what it was that she did immediately after the calamity to um, reinvigorate the forests, to replant and re-educate. And she put in some serious blood, sweat and tears to get the realm at a level that, you know, is now sustainable. Like she's 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 part and parcel to this rebuilding effort. And we need to remind her that that is stuff that she has done. And that work is now yielding like literal fruit. So let's let's just try to give her some fucking perspective here. Yanni recommends that we go speak to one of Fufuka's um, former apprentices. He now works in Kurthis. So he works at the, is it the Timber? Tim, the timber, timber Lodge. Timber Lodge, yep. something, something. So he's essentially the botanist in the Kurthis region. Jen, what do you call this guy? Um, Reutelein? Rotaline? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one. Uh, we have discussed the pronunciation and have come up dry. And so we will shorthand his name to Roy. So... We're off to go see Roy and be like, hey, Fufuka, is, she resigned. Help. <laughs> he is tending this forest that he and Fufuka helped to replant back after the calamity. He's up in this log cabin area around the mountains of Kurthis. He tells us that botany is not just his job, it's his calling. And he recounts the tale of the spruce tree, which was almost wiped out by the calamity. But Fufuka and him worked to bring them back. And so if we show her a reminder of this, she may be moved to reconsider. Yes. We're going to go and chop down one of these very rare trees to show her that she's done good work. Yes. Yeah. The trees that you can't find very much anymore, we're just going to chop a couple of them down. This is our first time-locked gatherable. Mm-hmm. In-game gathering nodes will often be time-locked. Only one appears per day or sometimes two per day for a two or three hour period. So whereas for other places, when they respond infinitely, you might be going for quantity over time. Here you want to come in with a maximum load of gathering points and you will want to bend everything you can to maximize the yield from this one node. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the in-game gearing goes to one, fulfilling the stat requirements to actually access these nodes, but also to having enough gathering points to actually be able to use the abilities you need to maximize the yield. Yes. Anyway, though, uh, he tells us we can only sight spruce trees by straining our eyes at the break of dawn, which means that they can be gathered between 9 and 12 in the morning. Break of dawn, my ass. 
when you first do this, and let's say you refuse to Google it, you'll be standing in the area. Is it one of those, is it like an unspoiled node that pops up? So it'll appear on your map and tell you, like, you sense an unspoiled node. It will, but my, uh, what do you call it? The, um, like, language of trees, mm-hmm. secret of trees, whatever the ability is that makes these things appear kept turning off. So there must be like an auto on that comes later in the ability tree because for my main character, yeah, it's always on. Yeah. I, I don't need to toggle it, but exactly like I came out here at the right time and it wouldn't appear for me until I realized, oh, hey, the thing's not turned on, uh-huh. even though I turned it on when I first got it. So anyway, for a brand new character, yes, there are the tutorial pop-ups that you get, but also it's kind of rough to give you this non-specific language when you have a brand new mechanic. That is a bit fiddly like this. But anyway, we, we show up at the, the crest of Dawn and our map lights up with this little node. We follow it west of Camp Dragonhead and then we, we find it, we chop it, we get the spruce logs and we return. After which we learn that a dragon attack has just left many without shelter. So we're asked to give these logs to a carpenter to help with rebuilding. Yes, and he's so he's like... You know, I understand the importance of these spruce logs that you've just harvested and, you know, to, to show Fufuka. But like right now, as far as priorities go, this has to take precedence. Well, he and Yanni have been scheming the background, as we'll learn in a minute, to arrange this meat cute. We find down the road, there is a troubled carpenter who has this conspicuously empty wagon and we show up and he's a bit of an ass. He's very pissed off. Mm-hmm. On the off chance that you're blind or stupid, I'm a busy man. Can't you see there's a war going on here? People need shelter. After he finally stops laying into us for like, hey, we got some logs, bro. <clears throat> then he's complaining, damn it all. Is there not a single sturdy log in all the highlands? Meanwhile, he's literally surrounded by trees. These are <laughs> these are not sturdy trees, Jen. Oh, we can okay. infer- I'm sorry. They are diseased if you to hell. follow the story, Jen, we can infer because he's obviously by the trees. These are not the sturdy logs he's looking for. And he is also, quote unquote, troubled. You know, if these were sturdy logs, would he be troubled? No. no, he would be a satisfied carpenter. There you go. There's your detective hat on, Jen. Yeah, I'm doing it. But we show him the logs and he's never seen wood like this. I find this whole exchange of logs to be hilarious. First of all... We are carrying three enormous tree trunks by ourselves from wherever the fuck to wherever the fuck. And <laughs> one thing they they didn't animate, which which is great. I was expecting literally just like the um, the go to here's an empty hand. I'm offering <laughs> you an empty hand. You hold out an empty hand and take the thing I'm like here's your three giant fucking trees in my hand. But no, the the animation is we kneel down pull logs out of our pocket and give it to him yes yes when the animation is finished i am expecting to see three nice fucking logs on the ground for this guy like we see in the timber lodge with roy there's just like these giant trunks you know piled behind him instead we have what's like maybe a quarter of an log that has been split into three pieces it's literally three pieces of wood that are about two and a half feet long. <laughs> and he's like, this is going to change lives. 
And so, like, I get it. Okay, Jane's immersion is shattered. I she know. hates this quest. Yeah, it's just, it's just so fucking funny to me that we're just exchanging huge ass fucking pieces of timber. It does rankle me, but I have learned to just suppress that to not break my own immersion. Definitely, yeah. Most of the time, I I don't even notice it. I just understand it's that. I hate though that handoff animation. I just wish they would skip it. Because, like, yeah. seeing someone opening a hand five feet away from the recipient. And it, it, it could be, like, something huge. And you, like, you proffer an empty hand. And they're, like, boop, boop. And they're literally holding up in front of their face, like, a flat palm, looking, gazing at the thing you just gave them. I, don't I, know, I like, wish they would find a different way to handle that because I, <sighs> I don't like that go-to. But in general, I, I try and squint past these things. Pretty because, much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's fine. Anyway, we give them these sweet logs. And just then... We've had our co-conspirators who've arranged for Fufuka to roll up right at this time. And this guy is waxing on about how these logs are so sturdy and how they will help to save lives. And Fufuka's like, these logs will save lives? She appears out of fucking nowhere. Yanni was like, okay, Fufuka, at 10, 12 a.m., go go to the crossroads. Be at these coordinates. Yes. Mm-hmm. So right then she walks out. What? These trees will save lives, you say? And the carpenter is like, yes, uh, who am I speaking to? Uh, I am but a humble botanist. However, you should speak to my colleague, Roy, and you will never want for lumber again. And he is like, oh, my God, that's awesome. What a what a connection. Thank you so much for that information. La, 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 la. And off he goes. So at that point, Fufu looks at us and goes, I'm, I've called her Fufu in my notes. Let's, let's take a walk. Yeah, let's take a walk. So we have this special cutscene where we are walking through the snowy forests of Kurthis. So you and Fufuka are walking side by side through this calm, snowy forest, discussing the philosophy of botany. Yeah, you know, she was like, Yanni asked me to visit Kurthis, and I really didn't know why she asked me to do that until I laid eyes on this forest again. And, you know, the, the seeds, the art of botany, the love and reverence for nature that we brought to Ishgard has taken root in the lands and the hearts of the people, and it's grown strong. The forest has suffered, but it has strength. And while she's speaking on this, both of us have stopped walking at this point, and we have found like this fresh green little sapling in the snow as just the sign of her, you know, the work that she had done continues and the forest continues to thrive and survive. Back at the guild, Fufuka is still saddened by the destruction of war, but she realizes that if she were to leave, then who would help the forest recover? Exactly. The forest needs every friend it can muster in these dark times, and it would seem that Fufuka still has much to learn. Indeed. The end. The end. Fufuka is a very toned-down character. Yeah, we've encountered some seriously eccentric and energetic and unique individuals. She is very realistic, as in she's a person that we would find in real life versus being a more (laughs) exaggerated persona. Mm -hmm. If we have a short stint with her in these job quests, we can't really afford to have the slow burn in a way. You know, you've got to make an impression in this short time period. And it kind of takes someone who is a bit 
larger than life, I feel like, to stand out amongst all the drama and all the color of this game in general. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that said, it does seem like Fufuka's concerns are probably shared by a large portion of the population just struggling with, you know, post-calamity life. Um, and the fact that, you know, these these little, um, you know, regional wars with the local tribes just continue to perpetuate and perpetuate. And, you know, in, in Fufuka expresses like, is, will this ever end? It's this endless, this this cycle of, um, you know, death and uncertainty. And I just I can't see a finish line. So, yeah, I think she's speaking for a lot of people here with her own concerns. So there's validity validity there. But it's not like, like you said, a really pungent uh, <laughs> request line or um, expression of opinions. I don't know. It's it's odd because it's very, it is very relatable. This whole quest is. Definitely. It's also very mundane. Um, you know, like with, you know, Carpenter, for example, we get thrust into this explosive dynamic between two old friends. That isn't really ever made clear and <laughs> still bitter about that like question. It's like tangentially related to, uh, you know, woodworking. Jin can't figure it out. It's <laughs> keeping her up at night. Um, it, it is relatable. And that's it's kind of funny that something just so, so, well, it's 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 only flat, relatively speaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that said, I, I really like that final cutscene a lot. It's a very sweet moment, and I think it's done very well. I do, too. With that very you can, calm... You can hear the footsteps and the walking, and, um, you know, she's... as in, in the, the environment is passing us by in the background, yep. and that's, that's a really unique experience in one of these quests. Yep. It's the perfect end note to this quest line. Yeah, that's very beautiful. I agree. Any other comments, thoughts, Jen? No. <laughs> okay. Then next time we are resuming the main story quest and we'll be playing through the Hawk Manor dungeon. And that will do it for this episode of Pod Return to the Living Sands. We thank you so much for listening and if you want to get in touch, you can do so at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com or via Twitter at podreturn. And with that, we hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time.